Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Welcome to the first podcast ever, 691. June 30th. You know, that's the, that's the premiere of... Season 2 of The Meltdown what? with Jonathan Kamau. Wait a minute. Yes. I've heard of this show. You were on it last season and you did fantastic. One of my favorite gifts to come out of the season. You doing the dick dance? Oh, I was so I was so happy about that. Yeah, meltdowns. People should not not just because you're here and you're a part of this and you do that show. It is a fantastic comedy show because uh, it's all the interplay. Like you guys weave all of the backstage interplay so well yeah, that there's a, there's a really great narrative that's happening while the set is happening, and it really it makes you feel like. Like that—that's what being at a show like that feels like. Especially if you're a comic yeah. and you're backstage, you're fucking right about. Wait, we gotta go watch this guy, and then you watch for a second, then you go back and you riff some more, and then you go back and watch. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty good at uh, mimicking that feeling of goofing off with your friends backstage and then watching some of a show, and, and it's not you know none, none of it. Neither of the two take away from the other. Well, uh, congratulations. To thank you. you. Yeah, I, I can't remember the first, first episode. Might have uh, Abby and Alana from Brad City, I believe, in it, and uh, Hampton Young. It's yeah, a, it's a really good. It's a really this season's really really good. I'm, I'm really proud of this season. I'm so really proud And you know what, I've talked season. to... I was very proud of last season. I talked I, to Camille and Emily. They agree with you. Yeah. No, it's very it's very good. And uh, I think because they do most of the work on it, they won't feel like doing a third season. So just fucking watch this <laughs> Some of us don't have multiple shows and deals. Uh, so, uh, please. Yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, on that. <laughs> oh wait! Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, June 30th, and also on the Comedy Central app, which is a fantastic app. Um, you don't have to have a cable provider uh, or a TV provider at all. You can watch all eight episodes of season one on the Comedy Central app. Uh, it's in front of the firewall. Millennials, yes, for you millennials out there, download. It's good. The app is actually very good. Yeah, it's like, I like it. Very good. It's, it's easily... And cc.com. But um, also, we're doing. Uh, I believe we added a second show at the Bobola Theater, yes. San Diego Comic Con. Um, so our uh, first show is uh, Sir Ben Kingsley, and there's a second guest that is is, uh, is circling. circling, circling, and then uh, we should know who the guests are for the second show very soon too. So uh, yeah, so we'll yeah, be, it be should fun. be pretty fun to be down there. Um, this, I look forward to it. If anyone wants to let me sleep uh, on their floor, uh, whatever, just let me know. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest is us this episode. It's, it's a hostful episode. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, just like a hostful intro. Oh. 
See? Nice. What a, what a treat for all the people listening right now. Told you we would do these. Yeah. Got some on the calendar lined up. Here we are. Yeah. Now I'm curious, is it are we taking time away from the hostful if we're doing a hostful intro? Because it's still us. Still, no, we I have we have counts. an agenda. It's like a mega intro. In the intro, there's an agenda. We have to introduce what's going on. We got to do sponsor stuff. We got to do the community corkboard. Yo, well, the corkboard was uh, meltdown this time. Oh, was that it? Yeah, that's yeah, all. it was. Oh well, okay. Just, also, watch it. the uh, Doogie Howser MD rebooted on Nerdist.com. <laughs> yes, that was great. Thank you. Yes. I, you know, I meant to send it to I meant to send it to Neil yesterday. Yesterday was Neil Neil Harris's birthday. Oh. And I meant to tweet that over to him. I, I guess the moment's passed now. You could do a belated birthday uh, thing. No, I, I missed the moment. Just, as long as you just tag me out. You know, I, you know what? I'll, I'll do the tweet, then you retweet it and tag him in it. But then it just feels like it's not genuine. Excuse me, this is Walls Magazine. Are you guys talking about digital media? Tacoma, live one. Oh, also, I did a really great podcast called... Uh, oh, wait, this is Tacoma? I'm sorry. <laughs> Everything's Coming Up Podcast. Ali Gertz and uh, Julia Prescott have a Simpsons podcast where they have a guest come on and talk about uh, their favorite episode of The Simpsons. I just did the one episode that I just did that's out now. It's about A Star is Burns. Oh, yes. Festival's critic crossover episode. Oh, what's my favorite? My favorite episode might be the the Fighting Hellfish episode. You should get it's on it. It's a, it's a lot of fun to do. Yeah, you should definitely do it. Yeah. There's a cup. What do you think is going to happen with The Simpsons now without... Uh... Sure. I think, I think I, it's like all it speculations are uh, turning to just they're going to wrap it up. Oh, yeah. They're going to end the show? Yeah. Or do you think they're going to, in the last minute, like, pull I him in? I think even if he comes back, it's they're going to wrap it up. But they That's... just picked it up for, like, two more seasons, didn't they? Yeah. But you think they're just going to say, never mind. No, no, no. I think they'll, like, I think maybe one season and then maybe uh, then they'll get into day. movies again. It's like it's like a, a couple interviews with Al Jean. He's mentioned the fact that like it's like I wish we could have made a movie while not also making the show. When we make other movies, or if we make other movies, we're going to do it. When hey, I think uh, I love think, that Simpsons movie on July 11th. Stonecutters LA is showing the Simpsons movie as part of our trivia show at Meltdown Comics. Hey. I think they should take one season mm-hmm. and just do like a narrative House of Cards kind of an arc. Just That'd like one, like one weird dramatic arc season. That'd be really cool. Maybe I mean, they did they're it with doing the movies, with their so. separation this year. Maybe. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. All right, I guess let's just start the actual hostful now, so the transition will be fairly seamless. Yeah, and fairly. All right, when you start the intro part, and then it, and then here's us. Now now entering Nerdist.com What was the thing you just posted on Instagram? What was the 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 what's the Kurt Cobain thing? It's another one you gotta see now, Chris. Another one? Yeah. It just it's available on you rent it off of Vimeo. Which oh. is interesting. 
and it's called Soaked in Bleach, and it's all about. It's kind of, it's got a little loose changey vibe to it. Okay. Where it's all about the private investigator that Courtney hired and his perspective on the case of the death of Kurt Cobain. Okay. Specifically, not about his life, but specifically about all the events that happened surrounding his death and how bonkers everything is. Because the other one that you watched, which Montage of Heck, Montage of Heck, I watched. No, no, I I just saw the, The I saw a piece of it. I saw, uh, and then. And then I sent you the article from the guy that he was friends with. Oh, yeah, King Buzzo from the Melvins. Yes, who said, well, that was all bullshit, and Kurt just liked to fuck with people, and he never had stomach problems, and he hit, and Courtney's suspect, and all this. Which, like, Bobcat also mirrors with a lot of that stuff. Bobcat really? Goldfried, who, you know, spent a lot of time with them opening up for Nirvana, like, said, like, you know, he'd be hanging out, and he'd be goofing off, and then someone would come in to the dressing room or wherever they were hanging out and they would need something from Kurt or want Kurt's attention and Kurt would just kind of slump down and kind of like become the junkie guy and then the guy would leave and he'd perk back up and start keep goofing off. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, he just didn't like, like he was shy and like that was his defense mechanism, I I believe. Wow, okay, so Soaked in Bleach on Vimeo, we should watch that. It's just so like, it's, I mean, there's great reenactments. Also, the guy, the private investigator that was hired, he like... After his first meeting with Courtney Love, he was like, this is a bit uh, silly, this lady. <laughs> so he's like uh, – he just started recording every conversation and every like interaction. There's like, and so like a lot of the reenactments are like actual like uh, – and the reenactments are beautifully shot. But there's like a lot of uh, like, you know, like it's to the actual recordings. That oh, has. shit. Okay. Yeah. And like it's like, you know, a lot of stuff where he – He's going with, like, one of their junkie friends. Like, he's, like, it's, like, she's, like, go to the house and get the shotgun. And, like, you know, going around the house looking for a shotgun. And then, like, and then like she – just all this crazy stuff that just uh, – but what me and Kyle were talking about, it's, like, but I don't think she's that together and smart enough to really pull off the thing that they're trying to say she pulled off. Uh, and, and is that all – do they sort of leave it open to the viewer? Like, here's a bunch of information you decide. Pretty much, but it's yeah, it, it it does that, but it leans hard on uh, Courtney and Callie, you know, Callie Dewitt, the, uh, the the nanny, the junkie nanny that was living in the house at the time. Okay. What about was it? What about Joyce Dewitt? Not Joyce Dewitt. She didn't no, do she it. No she had nothing to do with it. Company no, had nothing to do with this. Alibi. Okay, she, she has a great alibi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm just starting to rethink everything that yeah. I, I really thought. You know, yeah. so so Joyce Dewitt had nothing to do with Nirvana. Nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, but, that's what you think, but there's a new movie that just came just out. Just came out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's called yeah. Four's Company. Yeah. Yep. And it's just about uh, the shotgun. I don't know <laughs> From <what I'm> the <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why well, sent you the email today? Because now there's speculation like, is Damien Lewis going to be the next James Bond? And you said, Daniel yeah. Craig still has two movies left. He's not. Yeah, they wouldn't uh, start looking now because why would you? And with Pierce Brosnan, yeah, start looking. Because <laughs> the movies, let's be honest, weren't great and they weren't. Doing great at the box office. I mean, they were doing well at the box, but not. They're doing better on Nintendo sixty four. They're doing better on N sixty four, brah. And then uh, Skyfall made a billion dollars. It's the highest grossing James Bond movie ever. So I don't think they would ever. They wouldn't willingly leave Daniel Craig unless Daniel Craig wants to. You like the trailer for the new one? Oh yeah, love Spectre. It. Yeah, check out check out the latest James Bonding. Hear Matt Gorley and I's thoughts on that trailer. We like to. Did you do the, is the whole? Did you do the whole podcast on the trailer? No, the only we did the podcast before that. We did the entire podcast about the eleven and a half minute press conference where they brought up the cast, <laughs> which is fucking insane. Anyway, it did why? 
that we would do, uh, div- a that we managed. Oh, oh, oh to... I thought you meant the press conference itself. No, the press was conference wasn't insane. Okay, the two dum dums recording a podcast that was insane that we were able to just keep talking about. Oh, I think a it's nice that you're passionate about it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Yeah. I was at uh, I performed at Bonnaroo this past weekend. Who did you see? Um, I saw I saw Ben Folds. Yes, uh, who was great. Uh, he played with this uh, this this chamber orchestra group. Nice. And uh, play like called, I think it's called Y Music. What? Oh, Y Music. Yeah, yeah. he talked about yeah. that group. And then, uh, and then I saw I saw Tears for Fears from start to finish, and they were fucking amazing. Yeah, amazing. Really good. And the thing that's great about it is, I think that some people may have had a preconceived notion, like, oh, it's just going to be like you know nostalgia act. But they were so solid, and and I they were on the they were on the same plane I was on flying out to. To Bonnaroo, and I, I so wanted to say hi to them, but I was really scared. You and let so, them on your jet? I didn't. It's not. It's not. God damn it! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was, <laughs> you weren't. On I don't the jet. have a jet. I don't know why. Why but would you fumble like around you that so much? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You make it seem like no you one do actually you just thinks every time. you don't have a jet. You know what made me feel? I just felt bad because last night on last night on midnight we did a game called Game of Thrones, which is all about ridiculous toilets. And yeah. I and I said, uh, you know, I shouldn't have money because I spent seven thousand dollars to buy a robotic toilet, like buy a robot toilet. Yeah. And then, uh, then I got some tweets. People were like, "Hey, pretty relatable." And I was like, I, "But I'm sorry. I just, you, you know, you. Anyway, I mean, no, it was fun. We would when I was over when I was writing on at midnight. I used to try to write at write that kind of thing in, but as a as the character of Chris Hardwick. Yes, exactly, you know I mean? exactly. But also, I think you know, it's it's fun to have a robot toilet. But anyway. Uh, so I just quick, who gives a shit about being relatable? You're doing what you want to do. No, I know, but I don't want you know. I don't know. Uh, I, I just, you know, there's hang some on, hang on, hang on. billionaires that find it relatable. Let me field Jonah's question. Uh, Chris gives a shit if he's relatable. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not. I mean, I guess that's partially true. As a comedian, you want to be yeah. relatable because that's sure. part of your job. But also, like Seinfeld, know, it's so relatable. Now. You know, you don't want to. And I'm not saying that I'm. I'm not saying that I'm even in the same economic stratum as this person, but it's sort of like, you know, like the goop, like Gwyneth Paltrow. It's like, yeah. I'm sure, you know, for her being like, well, if you just have a tra- two trainers come over to your house yeah. and make all of your food <laughs> organic, and you're like, how are we supposed to do that? Yeah. You know, like, and in her mind, like, that makes perfect sense. Because she's at another spot. She's at a place where, like, there's people that are rich that are reading her thing and going, like, I should have trainers come but, over. But I, but I was so – I, I was over. too nervous to say hi to Tears for Fears on the plane, so I tweeted, I'm too nervous to say hi to Tears for Fears. And then two minutes later, Kurt Smith got up out of his seat and came over and he was like, hi, I just saw that you tweeted. I know who you are. And <laughs> oh, I my just, God. Just, you guys was, all sprung for Wi-Fi? We all sprung for Wi-Fi and <laughs> spent the entire – spent the entire Kurt and Roland – and just tweeting back and forth to each other and uh, making dumb jokes. Regular, and they were regular Patton and Marin. You they guys were fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they do? They kind of had a thing. They had a thing. Yeah, they. they it was a couple years ago. Yeah, they, oh. had a, they had a thing a couple years ago, which I, I I equated to sort of. It sort of seemed a little bit like. Like when you're wrestling with your friend, and all of a sudden that you someone gets a little hurt, and then all of a sudden it gets a little serious, and then all of a sudden you're you know start really punching. But uh, but um, they were they sounded so good, right. and uh, it was it was and they covered Creep, which they did really great, which I know they do sometimes. But oh, nice. uh, 
But if you ever get the chance to see Tears for Fears, I would highly recommend that you see Tears That's for Fears. That's great. No, I'd that they, they're a band that I would like like to see. You know, sure. that ilk that had a really good set a couple of years ago. The Lollapalooza. Sorry, the uh, Coachella set for Duran Duran was actually really fantastic. Well, they still play pretty regularly. But what's That's great? True. What's great with a band That's like true. that is that people come in and and. The, there are so many songs that are so ingrained in their li- into their lives, and so when the band comes out and they they're really still playing with passion and sounding great, and you're and so people because if they just played the songs like half ass, people would yeah. still be like, hey, I, I love these, but to still play at the level that they've always played at and yeah. still make the songs sound fresh but but recognizable. The energy in the this you know in the well this giant tent was fucking amazing. But That's right. Bonnaroo, very well run comedy festival. I mean, very well run music festival. The comedy tent is in a like a big top. Yeah, the audiences are great. Hot as fuck in Tennessee uh, this time of year. I bet. Which with Bonnaroo is on is essentially on a farm, and there's all these kind of like shanty towns that spring up, like these tent towns. Isn't it like Jack Johnson's festival? Is it? No, I don't I think so. Was. No, it's the same people who run Outside Lands, oh, run Bonnaroo. Sorry, Outside Lands. Um, but uh, but the idea, because it goes all night. I mean, like the music plays probably until three or four in the morning. But oh, wow. I think every. But it's like a twenty-four hour. Like there's always shit going on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but the idea of like it almost made me sick to my stomach to think that there are people who are doing drugs all day, drinking all night, probably going to sleep at like 6 or 7 in the morning, still drunk and fucked up, and then about 9 a.m. in their not-air-conditioned tent, just the searing heat starts toasting them, and then they're sort of waking up kind of half. Like, they were on the flight back... The, there were like there there were smells on the flight oh, back right. that are ju- were just like cooked fermented <laughs> human drunkenness. That's the way to do it though. You get in your little hot box of a tent and you sweat out all the drugs and yeah, booze. Wouldn't that actually wouldn't that dehydrate you more? I think it de- not only does it dehydrate you more, but I'm just surprised people didn't just burst into flames. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got another one. Yeah. But it was it was really fun and and um, any other uh, bands you saw? So I, I saw uh, no, not really because it was so hot during the day. They just. Did other stuff that we yeah that we uh, that was Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel was good. Uh, of course, went to Cracker Barrel in Murfreesboro, and then uh, and Zach Alphanakis showed up. Zach and John yeah, Ham showed up, p- and Zach did a did like he he wanted to go up during, and so I was like, please take all the time you want. He's yeah. like, I just want to do ten minutes. So he did ten minutes, and he, and then Ham came out and did a bit with him and the gummy bears bit. <laughs> but was, they ended up. Uh, they did Bell and Sebastian stole that bit from you. They what? No, no. Like later on that oh, night, oh, right? Bell, they had they, they the came thing. out and did for Bell and Sebastian. Yeah, that's all. yeah. So They're I practicing. what? They're probably practicing. I was the yeah, workshop yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm fine with. Yeah, it was a beta test. Uh, it was a beta test. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was. Uh, but all in all, it was a really fun, really great, really great festival. And cool. and if you ever have a chance, you should go. It's, I've it's, always wanted to. You know, it's nice asked. because it's 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 <laughs> it's a big. They sell festival. tickets, Jonah. What? They sell tickets today. Yeah, yeah. right. Like a normie. <laughs> It's a big festival, but it doesn't feel um, it doesn't feel overwhelming. Like the grounds are vast enough, yeah, that there's room to breathe and move around. But it's nice. but it is oppressively hot. Yeah, so yeah. if you're gonna, I, I I'm I'm hoping to go back to Fun 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 Fest this year in Austin, Texas, in Austin, Texas, because it's the perfect time in Austin. It's November, yeah, so it's nice out. It's just perfect out. And it's uh, the lineup this year is insane. They got that at Waterloo Park. Yeah, can right you come on that park? Yeah, you can come on the park. With, you you come on that park if you want to come on that park. I got a taco cannon that I shot last year. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you shoot tacos at people. Yeah, there's this huge like air powered taco cannon that's just like a big revolver, and they like they get these, like, <laughs> you know, soft tacos, put them in a 
put them in tinfoil, then wrap them in like a bandana, and then they put them in this thing, and then you just like push down the button and it just goes goof, 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 and there's just people just fucking You're not murdering people with taco that's, bombs? No, no, you, you, awesome. you do it at enough of an arc that it, like, it just goes out far and it's just like people catching tacos. What if you're feeling a little dark and you just aim it down I just down aim it bit. right down <laughs> just, to the back of the You put a taco size hole in someone's yeah. breastplate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that'd be a fun, that'd be a fun uh, medical examiner's report. Yeah, yeah. It was taco. the chorizo that killed him. <laughs> taco cannon! A great Is that time. what you yell out before you shoot it? I was so nervous. Did they do some air? I was so nervous about like doing it right because it's this gigantic thing they wheel out and then they count it down and then you just hold down this thing and there's all these rules Is they it... give to you right before you start. They're like, all right, hold it down, but only for like five seconds at a time. Is it if you from... do any more than that, the compression will like. It's just... <laughs> Is it from like? Are you from a stage? Yeah, you go on a stage level? and do it. Okay. I think I did it right before. Uh, I think I, it was right before Dinosaur Jr. So oh, nice. technically, I opened up for Dinosaur Jr. Nice, pretty cool. But it was, uh, yeah, it was great. I've it been was... talking to. Uh... Sounds like Tacos technically opened up for Dinosaur Jr. The, the, with the Taco Cannon, the band Taco, the band Taco, yeah. I made the Taco uh, Cat. I made a new friend on Twitter, Ian Foles. Do you know him? No, from Aquabats. He's oh. a left-handed guitarist, and nice. we have been uh, chit-chatting back and forth about our lefty acquisitions of, the, and we're going to start a. Lefty guitar uh, network of loaning. Oh, nice! Uh, we're gonna, you know, essentially what will happen is I'll just loan a bunch of stuff to him to record with. But what are you gonna do there? if he chips one of your guitars? I'd be okay with it. How? What do you mean? The guitars are meant to be played. I'm not like nice. Okay, like that. You know, it's not like uh, they're not like museum pieces. Yeah. Although I will say today, uh, yesterday, I made a, 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 a deal to acquire the only left-handed Dave Matthews Martin. They made in the year two thousand, which is one in of one of two hundred. They made one. They made one lefty out of the limited run of two hundred and sixty-four, and it is a guitar I'd been watching on eBay for three years, that was priced at ten thousand uh, dollars. This guy that I had previously bought a custom shop Strat off of, all of a sudden yesterday it showed up on Reverb, and uh, it was listed at fifty-two hundred dollars, and I said. I gotta make this happen. Dory's like, no, you don't have a job. You gotta make fucking not that guitar happen. And I was like, I gotta figure this out. And then uh, I was talking to uh, Lauren Greenberg, who writes for the Late Laser. She's also a Dave Matthews fan. So I was like, going over my Dave Matthews uh, idea of purchasing. And uh, she's like, why don't you just sell one of your other guitars? Yeah. And I was like, you're a fucking genius. You've never didn't thought of that. Didn't even occur to me. Really? Didn't even I, occur I to me. I told you that. It didn't. Well, to get this guitar, I was like, I don't. What am I gonna do? I, this is the one. One this in, is, two out. You got to do that. Kind of since shit. I was four, 16 years old, this guitar came out when I was sixteen, and I'd been playing for like four years, and I was like, that's the one. And then obviously that one left-handed one. When they released that guitar. There was a waiting list 10 deep for each of the 264 guitars they made. They really underestimated how many Dave Matthews fans there were in the year 2000. Now it seems like it's easier to get one. Uh, but uh, it's the only left-handed one. And the guy I bought the custom shop strat from, I was like, hey, can we work something out? And he's like, yeah, Matt, sure, we can work something That's out. That's cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. I'm That's great. The, the one. Guys, what are you like, giving up? Gonna dump a couple of Gibson acoustics that I don't really play too much. Uh, I got a, a SJ100 and a J45 that I don't really play very often, and then I think I might also get rid of my 83 Strat two knob. You know that weird model, yeah, Kyle? No Real weird knob. They were trying to save money, so they made two yeah, knobs, and 
you know what? And it's got the shittiest tremolo ever, but it sounds so stratty, and it's 31 years old. I got it because it was a lefty made in 83, and so am I. Oh. Anyway, that's so what So what are you going to do when you get the guitar? I don't know. I mean, humidify it, obviously, and keep it... Because it was for sale forever for ten grand, never sold like that, and then it went away. And then I saw someone sell a righty uh, two months ago for seven thousand of this guitar, which when it was new, it was like what thirty five hundred. It's crazy. It'll go with my John Mayer Martin, <laughs> yeah. which is one of three, which is valued at eleven thousand dollars. Oh my god! I bought Seems that like new. You're kind of set up for a couple of years if you sell all these guitars. <laughs> If I sold them all, it'd be like they're all insured for like, I think I'm insured for like fifty five thousand for all of them. Mm. So, I don't know. But are they easy to sell, left handed guitars? They're easy ish to sell, but this this guitar is like it's. You'd have to find a someone who had a bunch of money, which I'm not, and a lefty and a Dave Matthews fan. So this guitar was really just like I don't know. I mean, it sat forever. It was the thing I want. I, it was always in my watch list on eBay, and I was always like, if I ever get a big check, I'm gonna fucking thing I'm gonna do is get that guitar. Nice. But now I, I got it finally. Did you actually receive it? No, 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 not yet, not yet. He's gonna hold on to it. I gotta send him uh, some some Gibsons. Oh, you're just straight up trading I'm guitars. Gonna do, I'm gonna do some trade action. Some trade action. Maybe sell one on my own. It's gonna be it's it's great. It's really. I'm very excited about that, guys. Are you going to open the Lefty Guitar Shop? I've thought, honestly, I have thought about doing an le- online Lefty situation. There's a couple of people that do it. One guy in Clearwater, Florida, Jerry. Jerry's Left-Handed Guitars. Essentially, it's Jerry's Left-Handed Guitars, Southpaw Guitars in Houston, and this guy, uh, LeftyGuitarsOnly.com. Uh, his name is Vic. Check out his guitars. All high-end stuff. Very cool. But there's essentially just three people that do it. Hmm. Well, it's, is, it's interesting. Is is it a sustainable business to sell left-handed guitars? I to mean, basically just recycle? I mean, you're you're kind of just like you're taking the f- finite number of guitars that exist, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. it's sort of like it's sort of like an antique dealer in yeah. a way, right? Like a secondhand store. Are there enough people? I mean, I would imagine most you know people are probably dis- most people are probably discouraged from playing guitar it's left-handed dis- right yeah it's di- it's disappearing it's like a disappearing thing because there's a lot of people that will go into like guitar center and they'll say I want to learn guitar and I'm left-handed and then the guy at the shop rightfully so will be like don't play left-handed you'll never be able to play Or do anything. you think there's do you do you think there's a market to emerge for someone saying like fuck yeah learn how to play guitar left-handed here's a bunch of left-handed guitars well that's been my one of my other weird dumb matt dreams is i always wanted to start a charitable foundation that honestly that would provide left-handed guitars to left-handed guitarists who want to learn how to play like in inner cities and stuff like that if they're left-handed and if they want to learn how to play left-handed then we'll get them a left-handed guitar Mm -hmm. because they're never going to find one otherwise so i've always wanted to like start that kind of a thing just to encourage so there to be more of us. Like yeah, because I think it's I think it's kind of I don't know. I mean, I guess I understand the idea of your life's going to be easier if you just do it this way. But then I also feel like that's discouraging to people because if you're naturally left-handed, it's yeah. it's more difficult. You have to not only learn how to play an instrument, you have to learn how to play it counterintuitively. What's interesting too about that Jerry guy in uh, Florida, he. All, he would he played guitar right-handed until he was a contractor and he sliced off one of his fingers. Oh shit! And he wanted to relearn how to play guitar, so he had to relearn left-handed. Oh wow! 
And then he started going like, well, you can't get... He always wanted to like get these like Duesenbergs, these like crazy guitars, and he would call them up and be like, can I get a lefty? Can I get a lefty? And then the guys, a lot of the guys that, that own these guitar manufacturers, these luthiers, would be like, I don't know, man. You can get one if you order 12. And then he would just go, okay, I'll order 12. <laughs> oh, fuck. And then it took him a couple of years before he even decided to sell them. He would just he just sat with a bunch of them in his closet. Jeez. <laughs> and then now he owns this little shop that I've always wanted to go. And I've always wanted to go to South Pond, Houston. I've bought a couple of things from them, but that's a that's I mean not particularly funny, but just interesting. No, but I think to me. I don't know. To me it feels like there's a completely underserved market for good guitars for people who are there is inclined absolutely. to play. It's not like there is it's not, I mean, I know lefties are a minority, but yeah. it's not like it's not like they're such a mine. It's not like they're so niche a market that you know. Well, it's interesting too. Gibson this year, you couldn't open the left. They're not making any left-handed at all. Nope. Because they apparently made a bunch and 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 they're still sitting there. So if anyone wants to buy them, go for it. Oh well. Like Sam Ash just had a clearance of like seventies tribute Les Pauls, which are like. Uh, Mini humbucker, Les Pauls. Anyway, you can get them for like six, seven hundred bucks. So go for it, kids. You need to stand up for lefty rights. In I'm fact, trying. we should stop calling them rights. You need to stand up for lefts. Yeah. But what you about, need to stand what up about, your, your bill right, of lefts. What about right-handed people that identify as left-handed people? <laughs> well, so you're saying they're trans-handed? <laughs> Tranded. Trans-am. They're, tra- they're trans-ams. Trans-American. So, uh, I, I, uh, I, I think that... Uh, I don't know if you should be able to identify with whatever you want. I feel like that's not really our... No, we should stay away. Dory and I are both left-handed, so we have a 4 in 10 chance of having a left-handed kid, which would be awesome, because I'd be like... Wow, that's like a... Play guitar, it's buddy. Like 2 out of 5. All you gotta do is yeah. have 10 kids, yeah. and 4 Into of them it. you can give your guitars to. I don't think to. that's how odds work. No? Yeah, you 4 and 4 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. So you have 10 kids, and 4 of them will be left-handed. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I think you're a little off Okay, I have 5 kids, and 2 of them will be left-handed. Why do you say, why do you say 4 out of 10 instead of 2 out of 5? Is that the, that's not exactly the same ratio. It's exactly the same ratio. Is it? Yeah. Is it 4 out of 10 or is it 6 out of 10? What is the... Well, you just said 4 out of 10, so that's know, what I'm basing my thing off of. it's out of 10. But you take the common denominator being 2, and then you have... Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so you take 2 down from each of those, and you get 2 fifths. Yeah. Well, then why, don't they, why do they say that? That's the statistic I've always read, though. That's so interesting. It's typical left-handed propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is trying to push the metric system? <laughs> left-handed Lefties. people. Yeah. Like, Canada, yeah, <laughs> the left hand of North America. Do you remember that uh, SNL sketch, America? Could it happen? Yes. Yeah, it was like it's like uh, America's economy becomes so weak that Canada just uh, drops the ba- uh, border and takes <laughs> over, and so they become one country known as America. And it's uh, it's like there's like a dad still struggling with the transition, and like it's like he's like you're not still seeing that uh, Peterson boy, are you? He's like. It's like, yes, Dad, we've already talked about it. You don't use that word in this house. I wouldn't touch that boy with a 10-foot pole. Don't you mean a 10-meter pole? Don't you use that. <laughs> I think it was uh, Phil Hartman. It is kind of funny, though, too, that you I – do, I do appreciate that you drifted into something that's current in the news. Yeah. <laughs> because the I watched the – uh, Canada being the current? No, no, Rachel. Rachel oh, Dolezal. Because yeah. yeah. I, I watched Her the, hair's on fleek, guys. I watched the Today Show interview today. Thinking like, oh well, finally she's going to speak out. We're going to get some answers, and it it just felt like she said a lot of words without saying exact. Like I, I almost like a Bill Cosby interview. No, no, <laughs> just no. words. <laughs> no, 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 no. She said a lot of she said a lot of very uh, articulate things about 
the situation in a roundabout way, mm-hmm. but she would say like, "Well, it's a very complex issue." But she didn't say why it was a complex issue. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. and so, and and Matt Lauer asked her all the questions that everyone has, like, "Well, if you did you you know you willfully is it safe to say deceived people because you didn't correct?" And she was like, "Well, I take issue with that word, but you know, I just I identify as this, and I'm not." And it, but but didn't really say didn't really say why. And so I think where I landed with. I think it's such a. I think it's it, it's one of the most fascinating social issues because I feel like it is an airshow disaster of political correctness because yeah. because you don't know where you're like okay it's wrong that she lied and and you really sh- you know you shouldn't pretend to be another race but then if she identifies with that race am I compromising her am I marginalizing her feelings as a human because I'm saying she can't have that experience like I, I think it's a bad thing that's uh happening for the transgender community uh of like you know they say they I identify as a woman or I identify as a man and I I, I think this is going to kind of like it's going to be a sticking point for a lot of uh conservative people I don't think anyone's going to use that against the transgender community. Oh it'll be I, a I, hell think, of I think they've tried I think pundits are I think are, they've tried yeah. but I think in general you know, I, I think it's I, – I think people – Yeah, I just uh, – when I heard about it, I immediately got scared for the transgender movement. No, no, no. I think, I think that I, – I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be – Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't see that as – I think anyone trying to uh, spin that I back think, to yeah. attack the no. transgender community I would think be, Fox would be, News will be glad to do that. Yeah, but I, it was just like the whole thing. Have. It's like it's – you know, like because it's like it's, it, it's less ridiculous than some saying to like if a man can marry a man, why not a box turtle? Like that right. whole thing. It's like, you know, if I can identify as this, I can identify as Superman, you know. Right. It's uh, – I just worry about it as you, being used but as – But I a, think the people that would say that are the same people that would make like a box turtle an- analogy and then yeah. people would be like, yeah, shut up. You know? Yeah. Like, I, true, just yeah. I, I just don't think – I mean um, I think where I landed on it was, you know what? Uh, if you're Caucasian, you don't really get to judge it because it's yeah. not – you don't – we don't have – the point of view that allows us to say whether or not it's right or wrong. I think we can say like, well, sh- you shouldn't lie. You yeah. shouldn't lie at your job and deceive people. You know, you shouldn't willingly deceive people. Yeah. But I don't think we can say whether it's morally right or wrong because it's not, it, we're not, it's not our family, you know? And, yeah. And I feel like white people say, trying to say, oh, well, it's wrong. It's like, well, I'm not black. I can't say if I think it's okay or not because it's not it's not infringing upon maybe she, my family. Maybe yeah. she just overdosed on some tanning pills. You're just describing the plot of Soul Man. Maybe. Yeah. Which I still can't believe ever got made. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. I, I watched a trailer of Soul Man recently and the whole time I was like, no. Because yeah. there's even a line in the trailer where he goes where he's in full body blackface. Going, it's the 80s, man. It's the Cosby decade. I'm like, everything we know about the 80s and Cosby now is just makes us 10 times worse. I mean, it's so the bad. Cosby decade? That's yeah, a fucking line? The, yeah, that's a line from the movie. Because that's part of his justification to his friend. He was like, everyone love It's the 80s, man. Yeah. It's the Cosby decade. Oh, my like, God. Oh, no. So, I don't know. But it's going to be it's gonna be really interesting to see. I, I, think, I think a lot of people are genuinely like, I don't know. I yeah. I don't know if I this is, should do. I don't yeah. know. You're like the androids in uh, that episode of Star Trek called I Mud, where they're on the planet and they just try to confuse them with logic. Remember that, guys? Listen to me very carefully. Everything I say is a lie, and then Spock says I'm lying, and then they get real paradox, confused. and then it's and then they yeah oh boy what a what a treat that that's episode how he is. tricks them it's a real fun episode well he was very smart it's a lot of fun down there on the planet what are you up to this weekend 
this weekend. Yeah. Uh, just some boring house stuff, like uh, hey, taking out the shelf that the awesome. people put in before, and then also this uh, countertop thing that they put in the basement. We're going to remove that, and I'm going to also... Built some stuff near the deck. You doing some sledgehammer <laughs> like, demo? Some stuff. Yeah, like this. Like it's a, a you know, like a, I want to put some lattice uh, for uh, privacy uh, near our deck, and I'm gonna get some lattice and two by fours and build. You're it. Gonna, just dumb. Uh, are you gonna drop the pylons long enough? You gonna put cement down, or what are you gonna do? What? This I'm gonna hammer it to into Matt. The deck. You know he likes to build things. Yeah. So if you start saying like I'm gonna put up lattice, Matt's Matt's yeah, gonna yeah. come over with some overalls and be like, let's. I'll fucking be there in a second. Bro. No, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put it like you know, the, the you seating area. Hammer? What do you the mean? Seating area by the, in the deck yep. area. I'm gonna like. Oh, okay. Uh, go yeah, from Matt. Put it over there. Cool. That's already anchored enough. He's fine, guys. He's fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Oh, I'm going to go see a, a band called Headwound City on Friday. Mm-hmm. Very much looking forward to that. Members of uh, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's Locust and the Blood Brothers. Very much looking forward to that. Yeah. Good little super group there. Super group. Yeah. Oh, I still got to watch Spring. I got a lot of movies to catch up on. I got to watch Spy. I got to watch Spring that you told me about. Yeah, Spring is Spring. I is still have to see, I, I, I still still maybe watch, seen Jurassic World yet. I haven't seen Jurassic World yet. I, I might have to watch uh, What We Do in the Shadows again for the third time. Still on top it. of the iTunes horror. It's so good. I, I hope they're making a shit ton of money off that. Me too. I mean, like, just because it took them so long to make it and finally get, get it put out that yeah. it, it just feels like... Taika Waititi's other movie, Boy, is so great too. Did we talk about that? Yeah. No. It's like uh, it's a movie he made, a, like kind of like based off of his. Were you uh, here childhood. when they did the podcast? What? Were you no, here they when here. they did the podcast? Jamaican no, no, no. I was here. I was in editing. Mm. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a really awesome. movie. It's crazy because it's like you know based on Taika's wife life, um, like on the eastern side of New Zealand, which is very Polynesian, and so like uh, like watching it like reminded me a lot of home. Just because it was like a lot of Polynesian people, uh, a lot of, like the music was very, you know, it was like beaches and stuff like that. So it was, it was kind of a nice watch. I, I related to it more than I should have. Nice. Yeah. There's a, a movie that I started watching, but I started it too late at night and I, I had to go to sleep. But it's, uh, it's called uh, We Are Still Here. You know what? I, ju- I saw the trailer for it's got it. like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And, it's, and the, first, the first 15 minutes of what I saw were fucking great. It's yeah. so it's like a weird period horror. No, I can't wait. Movie. It's funny because I had some friends over on Friday and we were like looking through trailers of stuff to rent on iTunes, and everyone was up on Eli Ross uh, presents The Stranger, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone's like, we, we, "We've been hearing about it. it. Just came out today. We should watch it." And I was like, "I don't know. We are still here. Like that looks awesome. That looks great." And uh, you didn't like it? Uh, no, I liked a lot the acting. So I saw it last Friday. The acting is. Horrible consistently through it, but the scare sequences are some of the best I've ever seen shot. Like it's incredibly well made in every factor, except for the horribly stilted acting. The we are still here, yeah, but okay. but so really scary. But it bounces back and forth like metronomically almost between terrible acting scenes and then your reward is. But I just great I, I sort of to me I sort of read that as like because it's kind of a period piece. You have not had the friends show up yet. There's but he's that's in the trailer. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> It, it, yes. So no one told the me same, that I died a year the, ago. The same <laughs> way in, like, it, it feels sort of in the same vein as, like, those William Castle movies that are super well shot, but it's definitely people from, like, a local theater troupe acting in it. Yeah. Okay. And the more people in the scenes, the more dialogue that has to happen, and the more you're like, let's get spooky again, guys. Remember when we went in the basement? That was a real fun time. <laughs> let's get spooky yeah. again. Sounds like it's, it's totally worth the watch. It's great. Yeah. Oh, did you watch uh, the Steve Martin induction into the AFI yet? Uh, no, I just I read some of the highlights of the jokes. Yeah. But I didn't. Uh, I it's didn't great. watch. Well, it. you got it then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
It's, it's good. very, you know, part of the challenge is, is is streaming things on the road. Yeah, it gets very frustrating to try to because you can't stream any video on a plane. Yeah, and then uh, I've been in a bunch of hotels lately that have particularly bad where I, I start watching something and it just stops and I gotta wait and I gotta start yeah, so yeah. I'll you know like I'll try to lo- I'll, I'll leave and come back and then I'll try to watch something but it'll like it'll have timed out oh, so yeah. it'll have loaded but then it's gotta start over again Shit. so I don't uh, yeah you know, it's just okay. a really horrible real problem. hard time real relatable <laughs> hard work <laughs> Wish I had a sling You know box. what? Everyone can relate to that. Yeah, very true. Everyone can relate to slow internet. Uh, it was very good. I, one of my favorite lines, though, was... Uh, <laughs> what, was just the look on your face doing that voice. <laughs> oh, real, real relatable, <laughs> hard way. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> oh, look. He has a car that works now. <laughs> bet it starts. I bet it starts. <laughs> Typical picking up <laughs> friends' coffee. Real relatable hardwood. <laughs> Just real. What was the line from a movie? Thing? Which one? You said you were, there was a line from something you were going to quote. Oh, from uh, the, the thing that uh, you, you noticed the bit petered out? Thank you for setting me up. Yeah. Back. Uh, no, the. Um, uh, Amy Poehler, when she comes out, like she's like, "Hi, everybody! I'm women, <laughs> women in comedies." Amy Poehler. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, the line that cracked me up was Martin Martin Short's line about the secret to a long career in comedy is uh, looking seventy when you're thirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. just picturing him saying it. Yeah, he was he was you know he's always his his speeches are always the best. He uh, also Tina Fey had a really good one where she's like. Uh, you know, talking about how much she loved Steve Martin, and she's all and the feelings I had when you married a woman that is a smarter, prettier, skinny version of me, <laughs> and like the sound the crowd made it was just like everyone going, "Oh, I just realized that." <laughs> And how was how was Steve? Uh, he was great. Yeah, like he had some great lines. It's like you know, Lauren Michaels. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. Thanks for the ride. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so like just that. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. but Martin Short, uh, like the best. And and Mel Brooks was pretty good. Um, uh, yeah, but like I think Martin Short, he's always the best. Martin Short, he should host everything. He's so effortlessly funny. Like there's just no. There's no sense that he's ever trying to be funny. He's yeah. just effortlessly funny. Yeah. Queen Latifah came out and said some sweet words. Uh, and then, like, sang, had a guy come out with a guitar and sang uh, the song from The Jerk. The I know, I know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but, you know, she doesn't have the best. And, like, she started, like, she, she kind of, like, wasn't hitting the notes. And I was kind of like, Ugh! But then as she pushed forward, I was like, no, this is, like, a sweet thing. Yeah. She's not a singer. She's a she's a rapper and an actress, but she still did this talk thing. Talk show host. Talk show host. Yeah, but she it was really queen. cool. A queen. Yeah. She's a That's where we got our last monarch. head writer. Yeah. But uh she was a uh, yeah, that was really nice. And then Jack Black started the thing with what they call like the the anthem and he just did a a very uh like big version of uh picking out a thermos for you. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was great. That was good. Good TV this way. I watched Bourdain's. Uh, Hawaii episode was pretty great. Yeah, I gotta start getting into stuff because I am like fucking my DVR is caught up. Oh well, no, you should be very happy. Oh, that I'm John always, yeah. Taffer's coming on the podcast. Soon. I'm 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 very much looking forward to that. 
You're going to be here for that, of, of course. Of course. It's, uh, I, it, it prevented me from going to New York. It was like, this guy can only come when Matt's here. I was like, I get it, John Taffer. I'll Having be there done for an you. episode of Bar Rescue, you yeah, have to be on. I think, and... uh, I think we should have Jordan sit in, too. If he wants Jordan's to, we can. Jordan's a huge, uh, also a huge Bar Rescue fan. And he did recon with me. All right. It'll be, I think it'll be super fun. Yeah. What All are you right. up to? You going anywhere this week? Uh, this is the first weekend that I don't have to be somewhere. Uh, I, I don't have to be anywhere until Comic Con on the weekends. Nice, which is uh, having traveled every weekend for the last several for a while. Months yeah, for a long time. At least some of those were actual trips, though. Could I crash in your hotel room at Comic Con? One was a trip. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lydia won't mind at all. Just a, <laughs> I'm sure she can buy a hotel next just door. Crawl in, <laughs> crawl in between. Them. See, don't do, don't crumble. Just take the joke and tag doing? it and move on. What is wrong with you? Why do you just fall <laughs> apart? A, What's in bad? You nothing to be embarrassed just, about. Just don't make the joke and move on. You're, yeah, come on. Let it go. It makes it worse that you just. Yes, crawl. her family owns many properties. Uh-huh. There you many, go. Many properties. Never mind. I take it back. Don't. What? No, 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 no. I, t- I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> you think she knows someone that could get me a hotel room? Yes, there? her family is very wealthy. <laughs> no, Chris. Now but. it seems it seems more boastful than it is. What are you funny. talking about? Yeah, no. Just like you, just like like do it. Say just own it. And try try it again, Matt. Do another rich joke. Uh, so wh- when you get there, are you taking the super secret billionaires road? They own Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> See, once again, but. it's like that had. Literally nothing to do with. He was talking about like a transport. You go yes, and then you like you can riff on like it's like it's like oh yeah, that stopped you, up, so we're taking the transporter that they. Uh, I've said too much. Something like that. Similar. So like I'll give one you more time. One. You just I'll said Vogue. I'll give you another one. Right, okay. okay. Uh, went to Whole Foods the other night and uh, realized that the beef was super expensive, and I was like, where where did this come from? Uh, of course, it came from Hearst Ranch. Billions. <laughs> 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 that was perfect. <laughs> I'm just glad you found someone you're going to have to sign a prenup for. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And, and I keep having this fantasy that she'll be like, oh, do you want me to sign one for you, too? You know, yeah, like that, that's as a cute. favor. Yeah, that's a. Oh, you have performer's money. Yeah. That's adorable. <laughs> you still, you know, she is. Still pretty good to do that that prank that I came up with a long time ago. Which one? The one where it's like, you know, uh, like, you know, you pick up checks for a while and then like, you know, finally she picks up a check. But then you secretly go and tell the waiter to return it saying, sorry, your card's been declined. (laughs) She pays cash for everything. (laughs) Uh, Really? Does she run out of bullions? She's smart. Can't track it. Those industry magnates, they know what's up. They know where to be. Should I leave 25% extra gold? gold. I'm trying to figure out the tip. Could you bring me a scale? (laughs) 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 The the breakfast bill was $24.97. How much is that in emeralds? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Keep the pebbles. This is an original Da Vinci drawing. I don't know where this came from. Uh, oh, him. Oh, oh, this whole thing. This whole thing. The original Leo uh, great grandfather called him. <laughs> great grandfather was a time traveler. I don't yeah. know if you're aware. Oh, Hearst Castle's uh, on a rift. It's on a space time rift. So that's the only. That's good too. Not like that. There you go. <laughs> there you go. 
Anyhow. Any hoozle. Let's call this episode relatable. <laughs> the end? Yeah, I, I, oh, I, I don't so. know. We, do we don't even. I don't think we have enough time. Katie has a heart out. Yeah. Great, Katie. Is that just because you want to leave? No, oh, oh, oh going to drop the axe on you. You're going to take my job. Welcome to midnight. I'm Katie Levine. <laughs> <laughs> what are you typing all the time? <laughs> That's very relatable. Yeah, yeah, because our listeners are dumb, Chris. Jesus Christ. You really what? do not get this. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't understand. Um, Hang in there. I'm sure your hairdresser will fix everything. Uh, Sean. <laughs> oh, did no one said it yet. What? What are we saying? Enjoy your burrito? Or don't try to take my job! <laughs> Enjoy your cannon-fired taco. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.